Welcome to the Soccer History USA podcast. On today's episode, the Vampire Association Football Club. The Vampire Association Football Club was founded in 1896 or 1897 in Alameda, California, which is a town near San Francisco. The later date fits better with uh, a possible explanation for why they were called the Vampires, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. But at this point, it's unclear uh, during which year they were actually founded. The first documented game, however, is not until late 1897. And despite later press reports, they weren't the first soccer club in California or San Francisco. There was some football played in San Francisco. It's unclear what code. It could have been the rugby code. It could have been the association code. Or it could have even been what they called intercollegiate football, or what we today call American football or NFL-style football, as early as 1890. The first serious effort, however, to organize teams and a league didn't come until 1892. The Pacific Coast Football Association was formed that year, and they created a league of just four teams, including the Scottish Thistles and the Pacific Wanderers, who were probably one of the first association football clubs on the West Coast. The league continued for two full seasons before vanishing, like Edward Cullen with a stake through his heart, at the start of the third, due to disruptions caused by an economic crisis that swept the country and eventually came to San Francisco. After that point, games were still played, but they were sporadic, and there was no organized league or association. By 1897, however, the vampires were up and playing games, generally only a handful every year. Usually they uh, would meet teams composed of British sailors who were on ships that were visiting the harbor. Uh, sometimes they would play uh, various military teams from all of the army and, and navy bases that were in the region. And sometimes they would play against nearby communities where there were large British populations. So just to give an example, on Thanksgiving Day 1898, uh, the vampires met a team called the Keswick Mountain Copper Company. This was a mining organization owned by a British lord. They uh, traveled uh, by train to the, to the grounds, and uh, the, game was, the kickoff of the game was delayed because uh, nobody could find any footballs. Uh, so it took a little while to go fetch some, and then the game began. And Vampire uh, Club dominated the first half, but at the break, the score remained 0-0. Keswick scored uh, pretty much against the run of play or early in the second half, but ultimately, the Vampires were able to overcome their opponents by a final score of 2-1. to one. It being Thanksgiving, afterwards, the Vampires were hosted to a bounteous dinner, and there was much toasting and speech-making. Who were the vampires? What kind of men formed this club? They were based out of uh, the Alameda Cricket Club, and they played their games on the uh, club grounds. Several of the cricketers also suited up for the vampires, and others were members of the San Francisco Yacht Club, including George T.S. White, who was a vice commodore on the water, but team captain on the land. Mostly, the members of the club came from England and not from Transylvania, and they generally had some 
money, it would seem. And this makes them a, a bit different from most of the soccer hotbeds in the United States, where the players tended to come from more blue-collar type occupations. The vampires, on the other hand, were mostly white-collar workers, clerks, bankers, and accountants. The aforementioned vice commodore, team captain, and forward uh, white was a bookkeeper with the London San Francisco Bank. Other uh, players, including Perry Crump and High Fane Sewell, worked at the Bank of British Columbia. And the Punnett brothers, John, who was the goalkeeper, and Ernest, who was also a forward, owned a map publishing shop across from the offices of Wells Fargo. Eventually, the Vamps uh, regularly met up against a club from Oakland, who later would become their biggest rival, and I'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Informal games against the Sailors or the Marines or the Oakland Club continued up until 1902, and it was at that point that there was a movement uh, initiated to form a proper league. And so the Pacific Coast Association Football League was formed in the spring and, the, and began play in the fall of 1902. One of the leading figures in the organization of the league was Edgar Pomeroy, who himself had been born in England. He would later be inducted into the uh, United States National Soccer Hall of Fame. He had been active in Oakland uh, athletic circles since the early 1890s, although it's unclear how or uh, what kind of involvement he had in the first uh, California League, or indeed even in the Oakland club that regularly played against the Vampires. The first season began that year with five teams, including obviously the Vampires. Each team paid a $2 membership fee, and the league announced plans to write a letter to the chairman of Tottenham Hotspur, uh, the, the winners of the 1901 uh, British League season, to request that the English club donate a trophy. No word on any response or if they ever received a trophy from the club. The Vampires led the table most of the year but faded near the end, and Pomeroy's uh, club called the American British Rifles pipped them at the end to take the inaugural title. One of the reasons why the Vampires faded so much near the end of the season was uh, because of injuries. They lost their goalkeeper, W. Jameson, for the season, and another leading player, E.M. Peterson, who was often described as the best fullback in the league, uh, broke two ribs in February of 1903 and didn't really appear much after that. As we know, uh, the soccer that was played during this time, around the turn of the century, was generally a fairly rough uh, affair and injuries were not uncommon and substitutions were of course not allowed. Uh, just to give an illustration of this, in 1905 uh, a vampire player named James McGregor uh, was knocked unconscious after a collision and he uh, was down on the field for a considerable time as one newspaper article reported. He was taken to the hospital and diagnosed with a concussion. Uh, the poor guy, it wasn't the, the first time he'd been hit in the head. A couple of months earlier, uh, a couple of uh, what the paper described as footpads uh, clubbed him in the, in the head with a sandbag and robbed him. And he was hit in, uh, in both accidents. Uh, he was hit in exactly the same place on his left temple. 
After that first season, the Vampires actually considered dropping football or soccer as a sport, and they were thinking about taking up lacrosse, of all things. But they stuck with soccer and continued to appear in the league over the next 10 seasons and more. The Rifles, however, did choose to abandon soccer in order to play baseball, and so Pomeroy joined a, a new outfit called the Oakland Hornets, and they were named because they wore orange and black stripes and also because they wanted to distinguish themselves from the Oakland uh, baseball team. Later on, the Hornets would again change their names to become the Barbarians, one of the most famous of the California clubs. Uh, listeners to the podcast might recall uh, Maurice Hudson from the Inter-Allied Games show. Uh, he played on that team after the First World War, and he was club captain uh, and played a prominent role with the Barbarians in the decades that followed. Due to the rivalry that existed between the Oakland Club and the Vampires, or possibly because of the social standings of its membership, the Hornets and the Barbarians generally got a lot more attention and a lot more press than did the Vampires. Pomeroy himself often wrote the year-end summaries of the league that appeared in the annual Spalding Guides, and so there was a lot of talk and coverage and uh, team histories and biographies of the Barbarians and the Hornets, and the Vampires didn't get nearly as much uh, coverage, even though they were arguably the more successful of the clubs, uh, at least before World War I. The reports that Pomeroy and others submitted to the editors of the Spalding Guides uh, usually praised the functioning of the league, praised the way that the administration uh, ran things, and generally was quite bullish about the, the rise of the sport on the West Coast. But not all of, uh, not everything was going as well as those reports might indicate. In fact, the association suffered its own kind of soccer war in 1910. And the issue also involved the cup competition. All the matches for the cup competition were played at the Presidio grounds in San Francisco. And three clubs from Alameda, the Thistles, Vampires, and Albion Rovers, protested this arrangement. And they submitted three demands to the league. They wanted, or to the association, rather. They wanted half of the cup games to be played in Alameda. Second, they wanted the gate to be divided between the two clubs who were competing in the games and not given to the association. And third, they wanted to pay a flat fee of $25 to rent the grounds instead of the current arrangements, which, which allowed the Presidio ground owner to receive 35% of the gate, and the remaining 65% was then given over to the association. They felt especially aggrieved about this last part of the arrangements because the owner of the pitch was on the association's executive board and voted uh, on the cup arrangements. Eventually, the Thistles and the Vampires both backed down in the face of pressure from the association, but the Rovers did not, and eventually they were expelled from the league and from the association for, quote, insubordination and attempting to disrupt the parent body, unquote. 
They proceeded then to go on and form their own outlaw league, supported in part by uh, Alameda businessmen. And that league uh, functioned in parallel with the original league for a full two seasons. Eventually, that league fell apart, it dissolved, and some of the league clubs were allowed to enter uh, the, the original, the legal, the sanctioned league, uh, but the Rovers disappeared, although many of their players continued on with a newly formed club called the Pastimes. Even if Pomeroy and others sometimes exaggerated the success of the sport, it did grow. The 1903 season featured seven teams with the uh, the Vampires again losing a close, uh, coming in a close second to the eventual champions, Thistles. The club also began to change as the original members moved on and new ones uh, emerged. Uh, although it, it had originally been formed of what seemed to have been mostly English-born uh, players, eventually it was clear that the Vampires were a Scottish organization and would feature many Scotsmen, including the unfortunate Jimmy McGregor I mentioned earlier, and also Neil McFarlane, who was often called the best keeper in the league. He defended his goal like Buffy Summers defended Sunnydale. He was a shipwright born in Helensburg, Scotland, and in an ironic twist of American soccer history, he later worked at, the, uh, at Bethlehem Steel's Alameda operation. Largely thanks to the stout defense of the Vampires, they won league titles in 1908-09 and again in 1910-11. They also won the cup competition in 1906-07 and in 1909-10. And they were runners-up several times in both the league and the cup during other seasons. They could have had a stronger uh, record and could have been more successful if they had only had a more effective scorer. What the vampires really lacked was a lethal finisher like Abraham Van Helsing. World War I caused a hiatus for the club and the league. The vampires rejoined after the conflict, but the early returns were not nearly as good as their previous ones. The low point probably being the 1921-22 season when they finished with a dismal record of zero wins, 13 losses and two draws. They managed to score only eight goals in 15 games that season. One last thing. Why were they called the vampires? The short answer is uh, I haven't been able to determine that uh, precisely yet. One possibility, however, is the Rudyard Kipling poem called The Vampire, which was published first in 1897. I'll put the full poem or a link to it on the website, but one stanza can give you a little bit about uh, a little bit of the gist of it. Oh, the years we waste and the tears we waste and the work of our head and hand belong to the woman who did not know. And now we know that she never could know and did not understand. So the poem obviously has many meanings and interpretations, but one is it's about a man who is jilted by a woman that he loved, that he gave things to, and, and she did not return his affections. Perhaps the young clerks and bankers took the name as an ironic joke, or perhaps it was not even connected with the poem, especially if they were founded the year before in 1896. In any event, more research is needed to determine the true origins of the vampires. I was working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an evil 
recite For my monster from the slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash Thank you for listening to the Soccer History USA podcast. For episode notes, please visit the website at www.soccerhistoryusa.org and follow me on Twitter at Soccer History US. It got on.